You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are in the last installment of our Knowing God series. Our goal is to have a deeper understanding of who God is. The more we know God, the more we trust God. And for some uh, people, uh, they would want uh, really prayers, uh, even with our pastors, that indeed they will come to a place wherein they want to know God. And that is possible, but it doesn't happen overnight. You need to uh, come into a place wherein you know God and you know who God is, though you don't have a lifetime to get to know God. But the more you get to know God, the more that you trust God. So if you don't trust God, uh, the problem is not really you trusting God. You have to retrace your steps and ask yourself this question. Do you know God? Do you read your Bible? Do you pray? Do you enjoy really the presence of God? And I know that uh, indeed uh, the past few weeks has been exciting because I know that we have learned a lot of... uh, Really, uh, a lot of perspectives of who God is, a lot of His nature. And indeed, we did uh, really um, talk about the glory of God, how uh, awesome God is, the goodness of God. How many of you here are thankful that God is good, that the goodness of God is never dependent with our goodness? God is good because God is good. Amen? That we have a generous God, that His generosity is uh, expressed in the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. Though uh, all of us, one way or the other, we are not generous, and some of you here, you probably would say, I am generous, uh, but compared to God, we're not. And the reason why we are blessed by the Lord, because God's generosity is never dependent in our generosity. God is generous because He is generous. And about a week ago, God is gracious, that we don't deserve what we uh, really, what we're hoping for, dreaming uh, of, and yet God went out of uh, His way and blessed us and extended uh, this unmerited favor that we uh, are longing for and gave it to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for God's unmerited favor. Amen? Today we'll talk about the greatness of God. That God is great, and we're familiar with the whole idea of the greatness of God. When we see the greatness and the grace and the goodness of God, we can't help but gravitate towards God. And a lot of people has uh, mentioned this, that they don't want to seek God because God is so great that you cannot fathom who God is. And I realized that looking back... Uh, with how I have grown in my walk with God for the past few years. Indeed, my, uh, really, my journey towards knowing God is, uh, is, is not a, a walk in the park. It wasn't easy. And I realized that a lot of you here can probably relate with what I'm talking about, that what causes me to gravitate before God or gravitate towards God, because, I mean, I'm just intrigued with who He is. And that is something that we need to pray for, that all of us would have that kind of desire to know God. And I don't know if you can relate with me, uh, all of us, we have somebody that we idolize, like a, a famous personality or uh, a famous politician, okay, from Davao. I mean, you, you, why are you laughing? I mean, uh, and you look up to him and you want to meet him, you want to talk to him, a famous basketball player. I mean, you, you want to be with him. They're great and they're awesome. They're, they, they have really abilities that we don't have and we don't run away from them because we idolize them, we gravitate towards them. That is probably... Uh, an illustration synonymous to really uh, having God in our lives. The more you get to know God, the more that you taste and see that God is good, the more you, you, you gravitate towards Him. And that is the greatness of God. The greatness of God is attractional. He is great, not just because, I mean, He, he needs to be great. In fact, the greatness of God is always attached to uh, really how we go about our relationship with God. God wants to be great because He wants you to trust Him. Do you understand? And the more you are introduced to the greatness of God, 
the more that you understand that He can be trusted. And that is what we need in this life. This year will never be perfect. We will have humps and bumps and a lot of things that we will encounter. But one thing I know, that though things might not work for our advantage, one thing I am highly convinced, God is great. And He will not leave us nor forsake us. Because we have a God who will be with us every step of the way. Psalm 145, verse 1 to 21, verse 1. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and slow to anger and in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and His mercy is over all that He has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your saints shall be blessed. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power. To make known to the children of men your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all His works and kind on, uh, in all His works. The Lord upholds all who are and raises up all who are. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their... In due season, you open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and kind in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call on Him. Amen. To all who call on Him in truth, He fulfills the desire of those who? He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. Can you join me in the word of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for this gathering. Indeed, we know that your presence has been evident, Lord God. And we just can't help, Lord God, but recognize your involvement in today's gathering. That you, we, uh, that, that you cause us, Lord God, to be open, be sensitive to what you want to do sa buhay namin, Panginoon. Salamat, Panginoon, that indeed we will understand your greatness, that you are indeed powerful. And because of that, we can trust you, we can rely and, and, and put our hope in you. Thank you for even, Lord God, the people in this gathering. That as we start our week once again, I pray that you bless their lives. I pray that you'll give them faith for 2017. That no matter what comes our way, we will hang on. We will hang tight because we have a great God. Bless our time together in the preaching of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Psalm 145. This is the praise of David and it is the praise of all praises. So David really, uh, I believe, was really, this was his favorite psalm, I should say. And I know that we can get a lot of these things from uh, this chapter because I know that it is the expression of how uh, David would uh, relate with his God. This is uh, how uh, I, I believe would, would David, uh, given a chance, would summarize his walk with God. So in verse 1, it, it says right here, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. 
when I, I was reading this passage, I was uh, a bit uh, uh, really uneasy because during the time of David, he was a man of splendor. People would, would look up to him and would pursue him. But David would never recognize probably that there is, that he's the, the king of all kings, but he still recognizes the authority of God upon his life. In the midst of all splendor, he would still recognize God. And there is something that we can probably learn from King David, that when we are blessed at times, we overlook God, we miss God. Nakakalimutan natin ang Panginoon. Am I correct? And it's here, okay, and it's in this passage, it's validated that, that David was simply saying, I'm not God, there is a God of the universe, that He alone is great, that is worthy of all praise. I will bless His name. If you take a closer look, he used the word, my God. Say the word, my God. Now we should not miss this uh, really uh, word. This speaks really the kind of relationship that King David has with God. And this is why, uh, if you take a closer look of the life of King David with what he has been through, he's running away from King Saul. He has been uh, into a lot of situations and all of us can relate. That this year and in, in the coming months, I believe that we will have challenges. Am I correct? That there are things that we don't want to, to face. There are things that we don't want to uh, probably, we don't want to have, uh, we don't want these things to happen, but, but we just can't really uh, run away from it. But one thing I am fully convinced of that though the future uh, might have, uh, we might be encountering a lot, a lot of challenges, we know that we're not fighting this battle alone. We have a great God who will accompany us and hold us by, by, by the hand. And this is why huh, all of us should recognize that at the end of the day, the challenges of life should be fought based on how we know God personally. And I want you to retrace your steps and look back. Three months ago, six months ago, why did we do things that are not pleasing to God? Why did we opt for what we want instead for what God wants? Because you don't really know God. It is in our knowledge of who God is that will cause us to do what pleases God. If we see the greatness of God, we would not be greedy. Because you know that God can provide. If we see the greatness of God, we won't look at a, a man or woman lustfully. Because you know that there is no other person that you want to honor and please. If you see the greatness of God, you will not be angry to your children. I know you're human, and once in a while you're tempted. But you know that God is in control because that's not just your child. He is the child of God. If you see the greatness of God, you will, not, you will not speak harsh words to your spouse because you know that you cannot change your partner. You can't change your spouse. You can't change your wife. You cannot change your husband. But God can change your partner. Can you say amen? Wives, say amen. Good. Because you know God is great. But most of the time, tayo po yung because we feel like we're great. That we can be on top of our situation and we know that God doesn't have what it takes to change your situation. If we believe in the greatness of God, we will not worry about tomorrow. We will not trust our looks, in fact, and bank on our images or, 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 not, not, or our image and bank on our, our personality because you know that if you have the right personality, you have the right uh, 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 resume and the right background, the right school and the right pedigree, you think you have what it takes to be promoted. No. It is God who will promote you this year. Amen. Come on now, can we give Him the glory? If we see a great God, though, I know that evil is prevalent. 
we will not be discouraged because we have a great God. Because you know God more than anyone else. Come on. That you know God more than yourself. That's the reason why. Most of the time, when you're in trouble, your default is your intelligence. I have nothing against it. When was the last time you are right in front of a problem and your default, your reaction is, pray muna natin. But most of the time, we would tap into our intelligence. How do I solve this problem? Because you know yourself more than God. Therefore, you trust yourself more than God. But this year, it will be different. Amen. We will trust God than our devices. We will trust God than what we have what it takes. Can God be trusted? My question with you right now, can God be trusted? And I know that some of you here probably are, are uneasy because there are certain areas in your life that you can trust God. But when it comes to your finances, that's another story. Because you have invited God in your marriage, you have invited God in your career, but not in your finances. So once and for all, you ask the Lord, you're invited in my finances. You're invited in, in, in my marriage. You're invited in the way I, w- I would go about raising my kids. Because once you invite God, God will introduce Himself to you. That you're not going to do life alone. This is the reason why in John chapter 20, verse 28, I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Thomas, that he doubted God. And the Lord showed Himself to Thomas. And his reaction was, My Lord and my God. That is a reaction of somebody who was encountered from God. A, a doubting person became a man of faith because his encounter of a great God was personal. You cannot encounter God through me. I can help you get to know God, but your relationship with God should be personal. Amen. Do you understand? How many of you here are single? Single. Single, you're not married, you're ready to mingle. Anybody? Good. If you're single, you can't court a girl through your best friend. Because the goal is personal relationship. This is what we're trying to communicate to you. To know God and how awesome and great God is, you can't just come here and say, someday I'll get to know God. No, you need to open your Bible every morning. But some of us here that are so religious, I need to do this because it's a must. You're not getting it. Let God show Himself that He is awesome. Let God show Himself that He loves you so much so that you can return the love that He is he's showing us. You cannot love God if you have not experienced that God first loved you. This is why Thomas was able to grow in faith for probably a minute when he saw how great God is. Your problem is not faith. Your problem is that you're so focused with yourself and how small you are. You have to redirect your focus that indeed, whether you like it or not, you're small, you're limited. But when you look at God, Though you're limited, God is limitless. That when you look at yourself, you will be depressed. But you look at God and the greatness of God, instead of being depressed, you'll be at rest. That is what the enemy would want us to see. Look at your situation. Look at your age. You're 97 and you're planning to to find a wife. But I'm telling you right now, if that's your faith, God bless you. But my point is, But I want you to see that God can do anything. So I hope our journey every single day, as we cap the year, and as we enter 2018, is that God more than anything else, I know myself, I know what I've been through, I know how good I am, but I hope, Lord, that I know you more than anyone else. 
Because life and everything in this life will be fought when it comes to our knowledge of God. And all of life should revolve around the greatness of God. So when it comes to your time, have you invited God? Palagi ka na late and you want to be promoted from being a, 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 a maintenance engineer to be the vice president of your company. I don't know if that's going to really happen. It can happen in 10 years probably. But you're always late. Have you invited God to be the God of your, your, your time, your schedule, your appointments? If you're always late, don't, don't expect God to, to, to elevate you. Are you. Have you invited God in your finances? That your monthly experience expenses has been far above than your, your monthly income. I don't think you'll, you'll be blessed. So I hope that you do understand that more than just really what we're telling you, that you need to listen and hear and believe that God will prosper your life. Have you invited God in all areas of your life from your relationships? You cannot treat your mom properly. Don't bother finding a wife. Amen. Women. Because God is putting us in situations wherein He wants us to invite who He is and His greatness so that we will trust in His capacity more than how good we are. Let me continue in verse 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. The word unsearchable here from the New Living Translation means uh, great discovery or beyond discovery. In the Message Bible, a God that... That, that has no boundaries to His greatness. And, and other translation says that God is unfathomable. So a lot of people has really asked me, if God is unsearchable, why bother? That's not my point here. The reason why God is saying that He is or in, not unfathomable, but indescribable. The reason why God doesn't want to just describe Himself because He is limitless. Once you describe God with just a certain character, you're trying to limit God. And remember, God is great. You cannot describe God. He's awesome. Isn't it amazing that we have a God who is the jack of all trades and master of all? That you don't have to seek God just like what they did in the Old Testament. They're, they're, they're asking God for harvest. And they need to really what defer back to a God of harvest. They, you want a baby, you defer back to a God of, of, of life or probably a God who will give you a baby. But God is over all. That's the God that we have. That's the God who will carry us by the hand this year. That's the God that is for you and not against you. That we have a God who is indescribable. Do you don't have what it takes to describe God? He wants to tell you, I am more than enough. I'm your El Shaddai. That I'm not limited. In fact, in Psalm 119, David was simply saying, Verse 1 and 7, 1 and 7, the heavens declare the glory of God. He knows that what he sees around him is a validation of who God is. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. The law of the Lord is perfect. Reviving the, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise. If you take a closer look, David was simply saying that I know God with what I see. And I know God when it comes to His precepts, to His laws. So my prayer for you right now, if you want, and you, you can shout at the top of your voice while we're, God is great! You can vary in, in your approach of God. God is great. You can, you can, you can 
lie on the floor and, and shout at the top of your voice, God is great, He will never be great. Until you come to a place wherein, I want to know your word, God. Do you understand? Because without you exposing yourself to the word of God, you will never see the greatness of God. The word of God is what you need. So if you're not consistent in your walk with God, if you're not consistent in your Bible reading, try observing yourself. When it comes to trusting God, you're not also consistent. Your, 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 your walk with God is a roller coaster. Pag may pera, masaya ka. Pag wala, depressed. Do you understand? Because again, that's not going to work if you're not consistent. Who gives you the grace to read the Bible? Because you have the strength? No. Invite God into that situation. Lord, give me the appetite. Give me the joy. When was the last time you paused for a while? Lord, baguhin mong ang parte ng buhay ko na ito. I mean, Lord, can you intervene? You don't have what it takes until you see the greatness of God that He alone can change and alter the course of your life, you will never come to this place where you will invite God. David was testifying that the creation of God and His Word is the basis of how he can proclaim the beauty of God. This is my prayer for all of us, that we see it up close and personal. Let me continue in verse 4 to 7. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. Why does he have this kind of response? Because his relationship with God is deep. His relationship with God is intimate. And for some of us here, you're telling me pastor has an intimate relationship with God? Probably. But you can have an intimate relationship with God though you're not a pastor. Because all of us, we are all God's children. You can access God 24-7. And some people would approach me, you know, Pastor, you know, the reason why you're blessed because God is faithful. No, 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 no. I'm not blessed because I'm a pastor. I'm blessed because I'm a child of God. You're blessed because you're a child of God. Come on now. You just don't have any idea how excited I am when it comes to my children. I want to give them what's best. Do you understand this? Because I'm a father. That's how great God is. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds. Why? Because David knows God. And I will declare your greatness. You can only express God's greatness and testify to the greatness of God when you know God. So my prayer for all of us, my advice, my counsel, my admonition for all of you, know God. What's your goal this year? To be a businessman, to run your own company? Know God. When you know God, you being a husband will be influenced by it. You being a boss, an employer, will be influenced by it. So if there are areas in your life you're struggling with, and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, gusto mo magbago? No, God. Hindi mo kayang baguhin yan. Because when you're in trouble and you're tempted, you will always cut corners. You, 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 did I say You cut corners, right? We're in, Lord, let me listen to my will. But if you see God is great, Lord... I'm setting aside my will and I'm inviting you to take control because you know God. Anybody here, if you have a plumbing problem, magtatawag ng doktor. Doc? You know he can't, he can't do it. If you're sick, you don't call an electrician. Medyo short circuit. To. You don't. You're not a robot. I mean, you call somebody who's great in that profession. Because you know he can, he can do it and he, he has what it takes. 
How many of you here, you're, you're familiar, may mga bagay, especially men, were full of pride. Yung sinasabi na ng misis mo, magtawag ka na ng electrician, magtawag ka na ng plumber, gagawin mo talaga yung... Do you understand? After doing it, nasira, tawag tayo ng plumber. Yung, yung ganon, don't, don't, don't try. I mean, call somebody. And this is what God is teaching us. That we need to always get to know the greatness of God every single day. And the reason why David can just express all praises to God and thanksgiving because of his understanding of who God is. Worship begins when we understand God's greatness. And I've seen most of you here, and I can relate with you, that when we are worshiping God, hands on the pocket, and we sway to the left and to the right, right? It sounds cool, right? And because, again, okay, uh, we don't want to worship God because it sounds, it looks silly and, and probably it doesn't look good. But remember, this is, this is not how we rate worship. Worship is always a reflection, a byproduct of God's greatness. Lalabas yung kamay mo, okay, sa bulsa mo, when you begin to understand. Some of you here, you might not raise it as high as you can. You'll just raise it from three in- inches from your pocket. I call this carry the baby. Do you understand? <laughs> but the more you get to know God, diba? you will worship God. Rocky Four. Because it's not about your posture. It's not about how you, you worship God. It is the greatness of God that will cause you to express yourself that God, I can't help. People might call me that I'm stupid and dumb. Sorry for the word. But I will, I will explode in worship because I know that you alone it's great. Amen. In verse 8, the Lord is gracious and merciful. I cannot understand that. Look at your life. Look at what you've done. Look at your past. How can God be merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love? How many of you here, pag, pag yung anak mo may ginawa, talagang it will take you three days to react yung may ginawang masama. Nabangga yung kotse. Three days. Ano ka ba? Yung after three days, I was, I, was, I was smiling when I was meditating on this. Slow to anger. He's so gracious. It will take time for him. Not, not, not to teach you a lesson. He will teach you a lesson. Pero mahaba pong PC ng Panginoon. So don't, don't you ever, okay, try to test and challenge God. Because if he wants to kill you, he can. But God is slow to anger. Abounding in steadfast love. This is why I just can't understand that there are things that we did in the past that deserves the full wrath of God. How many of you here can relate with me? You know, if you look at your life in the past, I'm not here to condemn anyone. Anybody here that if you remember and you're reminded of what you take, what you did in the past, you deserve what you deserve. Anybody here? I deserve, and I will not take it against God because I deserve it. But God is slow to anger, abounding in love. The Lord is good to all and His mercy is over all that He has made. You just don't have any idea how good God is. And for some of you here, at times you feel bad. How come this person is blessed? She's not a Christian. How come she's getting married? (laughs) To his pet. (laughs) Um, No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, to her pet, okay. You call that God's general grace. There's a common grace. God will bless all of us, but those who are obedient, the Lord will cause you to gain favor. 
But if you take a closer look, how can God bless us? He, we, he has what it takes and He has the right to, to unleash His wrath. But His, His goodness and His greatness is just unfathomable. And now let me bring you to a story that is similar to this passage. In the book of Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, listen to this. I don't know if you're familiar because we know that David is familiar with the, with the law of Moses. And he quoted this from verse 6 of Exodus chapter 34. It's a scene when Moses asked God to reveal his glory. He asked God to reveal his glory to him, that he would pass by and let Moses get a glimpse of his back. As he passed by, as God passes by, God proclaimed the words that David cites here in this passage that God is slow to anger and abounding in love. And it's written in the scripture that the back part of God is his goodness. Because when you see the face of God, you'll die. But God wants to tell David and Moses, I am a good God. You can come to me. You know what fascinates me about God? He's not only great, but he's also good. If somebody is, uh, uh, if someone is great, we t- we tend to to tiptoe. If if we have what it takes to approach a person, but it's good that God is great and He's good. That He has what it takes to turn things upside down, and you can access Him twenty four seven. That's the God that we have compared to about six billion gods that would want to be a peace. Remember, God is so good that though He's great, He stooped down, went to the cross, and died for all of us. He is not only great, He is good. Amen! So I can say that God is unfathomable. I cannot understand. I can't dig God. I cannot fathom the ways of God. In fact, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, that Christ... He, he said right here, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. What is he trying to say? Is he saying that it is a must that, that you deliver the gospel and you preach the gospel because you're a follower of Christ? In fact, the expression of, of Paul's desire to, to express the gospel to the people around him because he understood the mystery of how unfathomable the greatness of God. Ladies and gentlemen, look up here for a while. When you understand the greatness of God, you can help but tell people about it. So if you're not telling people about it, you have to once again, just like what I mentioned, retrace your steps, ask yourself this question, have you collided, have you experienced, have you encountered the greatness of God? Because that's the only way that you'll end up telling people that God loves you so much. We have a great God that though you're addicted to something, God can change your heart. God can deliver you from addiction. Though you're sick, God can heal you. Cancer be gone because we have a great God. Amen. Amen. It says right here, verse 10, All your work shall give thanks to you. O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. Your works... We'll give thanks to you. Why? Because God will do what is satisfying. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell 
of your power. That greatness of God leads to worship of God. That you worship God not just every Sunday, but you praise God, you honor God, we give Him the glory because you've seen how great He is. And the beauty of God's greatness is so addicting that when you collide with the greatness of God, you can help but look forward to the day, the moment where God, I want you to be great. Now, there are moments in my life where I have prayed to God, Lord, I want to see your greatness. And at times the approach of God is higher than my ways that would put me in a situation where I badly need the intervention of God. Because only when we are in the dark that we witness up close and personal how great God is. So how many of you here, you want to see God up close and personal and you want to see His greatness? By raising your hand, you're simply saying, God put me in a situation where I will badly need you. So try. Okay, I'm giving you 30 seconds to reconsider. Do I really want a great God in my life? But I'm telling you one thing. That when you invite a great God, He'll be there. He'll not be late. He will be in record time and He will be there for you. Because God's desire is to tell His children, this is my greatness and I am excited to unleash, unveil, and express my greatness to you. You know, my son would always tell me when I'm driving my car, Dad, look overtake ko. Bilis nun ah. No overtake ka? Not me! Although that's not, that's from pride. But I want to show my son, more than just what I'm capable of doing, is that son, you can trust your dad. At times he would ask me, Dad, I, I, I want to be in this school when I'm in college, but it's, it's expensive. More than just me giving him a great future, a bright future, I have a God in heaven that though I'm limited as a father, we have a great God. Amen. Amen. And it's written right here, verse 12, to make known the children of men your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Why? He can't help but tell people about it, express about his understanding of who God is because again, he knows a great God. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion throughout all generations. The God that we serve, the God of greatness, is not just a God who's famous yesterday or about two years ago, but he's consistent. I have encountered famous individuals, gods, billionaires, but their, their glory is momentary. But the God that you have, the God that you serve is timeless. That no matter what will happen, he's consistent. That's how great God is na hindi po, hindi nalalaos ang Panginoon natin. Throughout all generations, He will be the same God. So the God that you have today is the same God of yesterday. That the God that you have today is the same God of the future. And by the way, there is nothing to be afraid of the future because God is with us and God has gone ahead of us. God has prepared our lives and there is nothing to fear because the God who has prepared our future is a great God.
He will always be with us every step of the way. That's how great God is. The Lord is faithful in all His works and, his, and, and kind in all His works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. This is the God that we serve. That He is for you. That this year you will fumble, you stumble, you, you might make mistakes. But it says right here, He will uphold you. So if you're telling me right now, how can I say no to temptation this year? He will uphold you. But I hope that more than just knowing that He will uphold you, you know that He will really uphold you. We can be positive this afternoon and inspire you, but this is not a, a motivational speech. This is God telling you, get to know me. This is the only way you can face the challenges of life. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. This year, your great God will be your great provider. Hindi kayo magugutom. Tataba kayo. You will be provided. But do you know God? No, the, the thing that, that, that I can't help but be reminded that there are days in the ministry when I was starting that I don't have anything to it, but I know God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm not saying that you should not eat. Some of you, you should not. It's too much. Sobrana. Okay? But there are days in the past na wala akong makain, but I know God. There are days that I, I, I've I've done everything to, to tap this can of milk because I have a baby, my eldest son. I'm asking God, Lord, is this your will? I can, I can wait for another meal tomorrow, but not my son. But I'm telling you right now, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it, 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 it did not frustrate me. It did not discourage me. Close my eyes and just with a sigh. Hindi nga ako nanalangin because of I don't know what to pray when you're down and out. Kahit buntong hininga lang pala, nakikinig ang Panginoon. I, I've seen that with my son. And as I was going out, finding ways, if I can, if I can look for means to buy a can of milk, as I opened the door of our house, right in front of me, are three cans of milk. I don't know who brought it right in our doorstep. But God is great. This is not just miracles and the provision of God. It's a journey knowing that God is simply saying, you have to witness up close and personal how great your God is. Not through the story of Pastor Ryan, but your own personal story. This is why the greatness of God is incomparable compared to other gods, compared to people that has given you promises. You cannot, in fact, compare God to anyone else. Only God has what it takes to set Himself apart than any other person. Because He is great. He is incomparably great. Verse 16, You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. 
That is His desire for all of us. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and kind in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call on Him. To all who call on Him in truth. How many of you here, you want to experience that when you call on God, you know that God will be there where you want Him to be. 2017 would be like that. When you call on God that you don't have to shout at the top of your voice, but you know that God will arrive and be there. And it takes someone who knows God to have that kind of confidence. You know, my daughter last night, she's sick. At 3 in the morning, called for my name. I was tired. I wasn't able to really sleep for the past three days. But when my daughter asked for my help, 3 in the morning, I wasn't at that very moment. I did not hesitate, but rush and be with her. Remember this. Only a daughter can do that. And remember, we're all sons and daughters of God. You don't have to go through his secretary to set an appointment with him. You can call on God. And he will be there for you 24-7 with no noon break. You can access Him anytime, anywhere. This is why I'm fascinated with God. The other side of, of who God is that I'm fascinated is not just the greatness of God. But God is great. But we're not. That God is good. We're not. That we're sinners. Now I just can't help. If God is great and we do something that's not proper and pleasing to God, the Word of God states that He has what it takes to unleash His wrath to His people. But you know how powerful and great God is compared to other gods? Is that God is so great that though He wants to unleash His wrath, He is so great, say the word great, that in His greatness, He can suppress Himself by not sending His wrath. Isn't that amazing? The greatness of God is seen in restraining Himself from exercising His wrath. Now before I end, I want to tell you a story of my uncle from PMA 66. Check it in the internet. They have a great uh, uh, class. Make a long story short, he's my uncle and he's uh, a commodore in the Navy. A commodore is equivalent to a brigadier uh, general in the Army. He's somebody we respect in the family. I was with him uh, and we, want to, uh, we, 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 we went to, to, to visit one of our relatives near the airport and out of the blue there was this jeepney that hit him. It wasn't really fatal. At the back of my mind, I know he will pull his gun. He's a general. And he has the authority. He was lying on the floor. I was 18. You know what he did? He stood on his feet and gave me a tap on the back. Let's go. I was tempted. I was a Christian. Then I came to the Lord at the age of 16. I want to pull the gun from him and shoot this. It wasn't fatal. Sorry, okay? That was yesterday. Okay? 18 years ago, 19 years ago. Your PMA class 66, a commodore of the Navy, you have a gun, you can shoot him. But I realized one thing. The age of 18, it gave me and taught me a lesson. That a powerful person is not powerful because he has the authority to exercise his authority. A great person is somebody who can suppress himself though he has the authority. That is what God did to us. The Word of God says right here in Ephesians 2, 3-4, among whom we all once live in the passions of our flesh, 
carrying out the desires of the body. And the mind and, the, and, and we're by nature children of wrath. Anak po tayo ng puot, get-get at galit. You deserve this like the rest of mankind. But God being rich in, I mentioned this a week ago, because of the great love with which He loves us. Isn't it amazing that He loved us that instead of His wrath and His mercy, and the closest example is my uncle who's a commanding general, that he opted to take a walk because he knows what he's capable of doing. I hope that jeepney driver knew who this man is. And in the same manner, I hope we know how God prevented his wrath by sending his son and putting his wrath on his son so that we may have life, so that we will know how great and good God is. That He fulfills the desire of those who fear Him. Isn't it amazing? That we did not only suffer the wrath of God, but His desire is to fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He also hears the cry and saves them. How many of you here are thankful that you're saved in Jesus' name? That when you ask God to come into your life, He came into your life and changed your life. And He was there at that moment. He saved you. Can we give Him all the glory? And the Lord preserves all who love Him. Your life will be preserved. Your destiny will be protected this year. But all wicked, He will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord because of my understanding of His greatness. And let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. I want to encourage you to speak praise to God because we can only trust God when we understand the greatness of God. I don't want you to go out. I want us to just take this time, you know, three, four, five minutes. You believe that we have a great God? Now I want you in the next three, four, five minutes to express how great God is. Can we stand on our feet right now? Lord, we thank you for your greatness. That you have what it takes to remove us from the kingdom of darkness so that you can bring us to the kingdom of the sun that you love. And you're not only great and powerful, you were good. That we can approach you, oh God, that we're not just, we're not just removed from darkness. We can have fellowship with you in the light. That you're both great and good. So Lord, this year, there is only one thing and one thing that we cry out and long for. And that is to know your goodness, your greatness, your graciousness, Lord God, your glory. That this year, our banner is to know God and to make Him known. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Praise God.